traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. And I'm happy to bring our listeners today, my two guests, to talk about Lobby Days. First, uh, NCIA's CEO and co-founder, Aaron Smith, is joining us today. Prior to launching NCIA, he distinguished himself as a public advocate for marijuana policy reform, first with the California-based medical cannabis advocacy group, Safe Access Now in 2005, and then as the California State Policy Director for the Washington, D.C.-based Marijuana Policy Project, all the way up until founding NCIA in 2010. Also on the show today is Monica Gray of Nice Guys Delivery and also an NCIA board member. Her company, Nice Guys Delivery, was incorporated in 2016 by her and her husband, Adam Fong. The company's a knowledgeable, high-level delivery service that offers the highest-grade flowers, edibles, lotions, teas, tinctures, and more. Her and her husband own and operate the company, as well as Nice Gals, a CBD online retailer. Welcome both both of you to the show today. Thanks for taking time to talk with me. Thanks, Bethany. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. Great. I would like to kick off the episode by reflecting on the past a bit. Uh, Last year in 2022, we all began to emerge from the restrictions of the COVID pandemic And we were able to return to Washington, D.C. in person in the fall and September. Um, But in the interim prior to that, we hosted what we called virtual lobby days to fill the gap. So let's talk a little bit about what that was like for you getting on a Zoom call with members of Congress, Monica. Yeah, that's actually pretty funny story. So I attended, um, I think I attended both virtual lobby days. There's a, a mini uh, lobby days in May of last year, and then the virtual lobby days in January, end of January 2022. And I was just getting over COVID. Um, <laughs> so to say the least, I was a little bit hazy. Um, but, uh, and I also had my whole family at home. So my four-year-old who was three at the time made a couple of appearances. Um, and I believe there are some, <laughs> some pets <laughs> that ended up showing up on various screens and 
So yeah, it was definitely um, interesting, but it was so nice to be in person last year because you can kind of tell that being online and on Zoom calls all day and, you know, also Zoom calls for, for lo lobby days, uh, just working with the staffers, they definitely had Zoom, uh, the space out syndrome where you're just kind of staring. It looks like you're staring out into space. You're paying attention, but you're not 100% there. So um, last year when we when we finally were able to make it in, sept uh, in September back in person, it was more lively, engaging, personable, and the conversations were, were definitely, um, I think, um, a lot better, but it was good to see people on Zoom and to actually be able to speak to my stories and and engage with the staffers. But it definitely was uh, a little draining with COVID and uh, <laughs> having other distractions going on, to say the least. Yeah, Zoom fatigue is a real thing. Um, it especially is, especially those days when you have back to back to back meetings, and you you are just like your eyes are crossing, and you're sick of staring at a screen, and you <laughs> yeah. just start staring at yourself a little bit. <laughs> yep, yep. Totally What's going it. on be behind you? And yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's it was it was definitely um, a time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Aaron, uh, from an organizational standpoint, how how did virtual lobby days go for you? You know, I think I, I think you, Monica, really nailed it. Um, you know, it was really what we we had to do because we there was no other way to communicate with with Congress, and and even though we were in the midst of a public health emergency, um, you know, there were there were still cannabis legislation was moving and being discussed and and that was really the only way to engage you know last and then going into the, the september in-person event um we we still had quite a few restrictions we had uh had had our, our members had to be accompanied by staffers and we and only had to be everything was by appointment only so you know as we as we pivot into this year i'm, I'm really happy that at least a, a good amount of that has has lifted uh and then things should be a lot easier for our members this year yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, I mean, it, going back in September in person last year, it was kind of just like riding a bike, even though we hadn't gone in a couple of years. You're like, oh, okay, I remember how to do this now. But yeah, like you said, there were some limitations. Uh, the security protocols for getting into the House and Senate buildings by appointment only, you had to be escorted. Um, yeah, I remember standing outside with groups that were going in, our, our people, and it's just a sea of people waiting for your chaperone basically to come down and, and find you. And that was somewhat of an awkward process, but, um, you know, I think overall it, it was, it was smooth. Um, uh, Monica, did you get a chance to attend uh, our in-person lobby days in September. Or... Yes, mm -hmm. yes, I, I did. It was it was actually super fan. I mean, I had a great time. Um, it was really incredible how many industries were there uh, to lobby for their businesses. I I know that Fish and Wildlife was staying at my hotel. And let me tell you, those guys know how to party. And oh I think I saw mm. I think I saw Seven Eleven waiting in line with us to get in. Um, to uh to the house and it was just it was it was it was a big group of people very very different from you know the restrictions that we had to go through in the prior years just even like waiting in a line i was actually kind of um surprised how many people and how condensed the area was um 
but yeah, waiting in line, waiting for the staffer to come down to meet you. But what I thought was really wonderful about having the staffer come down and meet you, even though it was it was a, a bit of a debacle finding that individual, was kind of to get getting to know um, the staffer that's bringing you up to the office and and how incredibly young they were. I think we had one um, office staffer that had just graduated from college and uh, she was on her second week working for the representative. So, but just, you know, hearing about what got them into politics and getting to know them personally a little bit, I thought was was actually really, really interesting and and really um, eye-opening to, to me personally. But there's definitely some interesting restrictions that were going on. So I'm looking forward to going to the house and having things um, in the in Capitol Hill to have things lifted up a bit as Aaron was mentioning. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So you had that long, long walk once they they grabbed you from the outside and brought you through security, walk down the hallway, go up the elevator stairs or what have you. I guess you have some time to chit chat and get to know the uh, the 25 year olds that are <laughs> running our government. Behind the right. Scenes. Right. She was 21. And I was like, oh, oh you, you're barely legal to consume cannabis and alcohol. So um or adult use uh but it was yeah it was it was great i love that i love that so any other memories um from lobby days in person that uh you'd like to share i i kind of want to keep going down memory lane for a couple more minutes here before we start talking about the future um you know we had a great welcome reception as folks were arriving into town um, our events department booked it at uh, the Players Club. So there were pinball machines, which is one of my favoriteest things in the world. And, you know, basketball hoops and some cool things like that. Um, and then a nice closing reception as as uh, the event was wrapping up. And we had some visits by members of Congress at both of those events. Aaron, can you talk a bit about the folks that actually join us at the parties, the members of Congress that we know so well, actually, that they, uh, I won't say they come party with us, but, you know, they they certainly will join us and make an appearance at our, at our um, private NCIA events. Yeah, yeah, it's a really great opportunity to meet you know the champions in Congress. It's a good opportunity for them to meet us and to meet to meet our our members. Um, you know, I was I was really happy. Uh, I guess apart from the the evening events, we we had a press conference in support of safe banking, and we had uh, Senator Jeff Merkley. Um, that was in front of the Capitol during the day, and that, that was the first time we've actually had a, a press conference on the Senate side because um, we were you know really pushing to get safe through Senate. Um, and then, you know, yeah, the evening events, we we had an opening reception where we presented Congressman Perlmutter from uh, Colorado, who's now retired, we presented him with a uh, Legislative Achievement Award for all of the work he did uh, on behalf of his constituents on safe banking. And then uh, the closing reception, we we were, I don't have the number off the top of my head, but we were joined by uh, several members of Congress on both sides of the aisle, uh, Congress people like Congressman Blumenauer, um, Republican Nancy Mace uh, mm-hmm. and others, you know that to, that are there, you know, like I said, really to 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 learn from the industry as well as you know to to make sure the industry knows that they're there fighting for us, and uh, and I'm glad you mentioned the staffers earlier too, just to, to add a little to that. I think one you know one thing that you know I think a lot of people come in the lobby days really excited that they're going to meet members of Congress they've seen on TV, you know AOC or Bernie Sanders or or uh you know wh- whoever their their favorite 
member of Congress might be, and, and he very well may, but um, it's really important to realize that, you know, with the way our system works is that the, the those, as you said, Bethany, the 25-year-old staffers or even 21-year-old staffers are really running the show behind the scenes. And it is equally as important that they hear from us and in some ways more important because it's a, it's a, it's a really quick revolving door. You know, those, those folks get in there young, straight out of college, and then they're off to working at a think tank or a lobbying firm a couple of years later, and they're replaced by another uh, round of, of, of uh, staffers. And so it's one of the really important reasons we do lobby days is it allows us to hit up, you know, hundreds of offices, uh, which, you know, our team is working really hard, but we can't hit hundreds of offices in a matter of two days with, with our three full-time uh, lobbyists. So right. it's and building those relationships with the staffers is just as important as with the members. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Thank you both for sharing those memories. All right, let's take our first commercial break and then we'll come back and chat more about 2023 lobby days. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm talking with NCIA CEO and co-founder Aaron Smith and NCIA board member and CEO of Nice Guys Delivery, Monica Gray. So we already went down memory lane of past lobby days last year. And um, one of my favorite memories from many years ago was passing Bernie Sanders in the hallway and seeing him flanked with, you know, seven uh, young staffers behind him. And I said, hello. And he said, hello back. I was just so delighted. Um, but that, that is a rare situation. Exactly. But what is important is that our goals at lobby days have been consistent since day one, which was 11 years ago at this point. So we're educating Congress. And as we're saying, the 21, 25 year old staffers as to why cannabis should be federally legal and of course licensed business owners who want to see banking protections and 280 tax reform can tell their stories as as we look at the big picture here what progress would you say we're seeing toward these goals you know in in the big scheme of things over the years Aaron would you start there yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when we first did lobby days 10, just over 10 years ago, you know, we, I think we, we brought six or eight people out to, to DC and of course it's much bigger now. Um, but at that time, I mean, there were very few members of Congress who would vocally support uh, making cannabis legal like alcohol. 
Um, and there were, you know, really not many more that were interested in issues like the banking situation. And uh, 280E was an un, a completely unknown issue at that time. And, you know, it, it took many, it, you know, this Congress works at a glacial pace, whether we, we like it or not. It's a, it's a very long game. And, and as, you know, year after year, we, I mean, in, in those early days, I guess I'll back up those early days, we actually couldn't get meetings with many, many, many members of Congress, not just Republicans, but even Democrats would just not meet with us. They would laugh, not laugh at us, or maybe we would, you know, maybe we would get the meeting, but it would just be full of jokes like, hey, did you bring any free samples? That sort of thing. Um, that's for today, you know, you have the safe banking act has bipartisan support, majority support in the house on you know both sides of the aisle, very close to passing the Senate. Unfortunately, it hasn't yet. You have essentially the entire democratic conference supporting, uh, cannabis reform and many on the Republican side. Uh, and that's because of this work we've been doing over the last decade and the, the issues taken seriously too, even in, you know, I sit in some of these meetings and, and sometimes I, I like to go to meetings with, um, folks who are, I know are not going to be supportive. Um, and when, you know, and I, I always do that. And as I've seen is, you know, those are the ones that they, you know, 10 years ago, they wouldn't take a meeting with us. So, you know, say a member of Congress, who's a evangelical from Nebraska or something like that, you know, wouldn't take a meeting with us at all. 10 years ago, five years ago, they, they probably give the meeting to their most junior staffer and they'd be snickering and, and kind of poking fun the whole time. Now they're actually taking notes and paying, you know, they, they might not be voting with us yet, but they're taking notes. They're actually educating themselves on the issue because, you know, more than likely their boss, pro- their, they, their boss might not support reform, but the staffer, the younger staffer does. And uh, they know that this is a serious issue that to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling and seeing all that as well. Instead of being, you know, just quick hallway meetings or like the most closet office in in the member of congress's office you know yes we're having real sit down serious note taking meetings absolutely saw that last last year in particular as well monica what do you think about that yeah no i'm absolutely on the same page as aaron i was actually pretty shocked um with even the southern states so i i visited um let's see i one two two republican um uh senator uh from Alaska and a senator from Oklahoma, and then um, a couple Democratic offices. Uh, but I was surprised. Every staffer that we that we visited was was actually understood cannabis to say. You know, I mean, that's that goes a lot further than I think in the past. They um, we had one um, staffer from a Republican Southern state, and he specifically told us, like, like look, like I. My mother um, had to use medical marijuana um, for, you know, she had cancer. And so she had to use it to help her with her appetite for when she was going through chemotherapy. So I am completely, you know, sympathetic with what you guys are trying to do and, and understand the need for it. Um, so, I mean, that was just just having more of a of a personal, um, you know, con- connection or a p- personal conversation with somebody that works um as a staffer in a, in, a, in a southern state was was pretty incredible so um and then these uh, uh the majority of uh, the house uh representatives as well as senate senators were for safe banking they understood it um comprehensive reform and descheduling was was a was another conversation was a little bit more of a touchy subject but but they 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 understood the need for it and it was um I, at first i kind of thought I was going to come in like as a battle, I'm like really kind of trying to help everybody the need for 
bank safe banking and for descheduling and telling all these personal stories, which I still did. Um, and it was great that I had the opportunity to do that. Um, but I had some, it was great because I was asked more questions and they were really engaging conversations as opposed to what I thought might've been somebody just kind of disregarding what I was saying. And yeah, they, everybody that I, uh, our groups spoke to was very engaging and had more questions and wanted to follow up. And, uh, yeah. It was really awesome. Yeah. You know, I I think there's something to be said about something that you said reminded me or made me think of our approach with Congress. They do want to hear about the the bottom line, you know, the job creation, the tax revenues, you know, things that would benefit them um, on the dollars and cents level, but also that human connection, that Absolutely. story. The storytelling of how it's impacted a real human being's life, a, a relative, um, a mother, a brother, um, a friend, you know, anything like that, that really makes you understand, uh, that pulls at the heartstrings a little bit. So I, I think both of these approaches are an important part of our overall narrative when we're talking to members of Congress and, you know, this it, it's important that we keep going back to and keep adding to this conversation. It's it's an ongoing conversation. Um, it's a long game, as you said, Aaron. Um, and it's also becoming more complex and sophisticated. So I think this year, like we're even talking even more about safe banking in 280E, but there's there's even more issues coming to the table. Um, so, Aaron, I'm curious what your thoughts are about you know, the added complexities about our industry that needs to be talked about when we're going to lobby days again this this year. Yeah, so so last year we saw uh, some great, you know, made some great strides really in that long in that long game. Um, one of them was that we saw the most comprehensive cannabis reform bill ever ever crafted uh, introduced in the Senate, uh, the the Cannabis Administration Opportunity Act, um, KOA, that was not only introduced in the Senate, but introduced by the Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, which is a, a huge deal. Um, that that bill is flawed, but it but many parts of it were uh, based on uh, NCIA recommendations on how cannabis should be treated at the federal level. Um, and they and we, you know, us and other organizations provided pages and pages and pages of feedback, much of which was incorporated. Um, but mm -hmm. the bill still needs to to improve, and you know the tax, the the proposed taxes that are out there are too high, um, and there's some other issues that you know we we we're especially concerned uh, if the, the impact on small businesses and independently owned businesses, which which we call Main Street Cannabis, and so uh, you know we're going to be you know as we kind of moved in this paradigm where legalization is some is relatively imminent. The question is when it's going to be, and most importantly, how it's going to look how it's going to impact the existing industry. And so there's our members coming to lobby days at May 16th through 18th this year, we'll have an opportunity to really help steer that conversation in the right direction. And also mm. there's, there's 82 members of Congress that just got elected. So a big focus this year will be on the same issues that you mentioned, 280E, banking, general, you know, descheduling, but with, but new conversations with new members of Congress who in many times probably haven't heard of, heard from the industry because they just got elected. Mm, yeah, that's a great point. Um, before we take a commercial break, did you have any thoughts to add about that, Monica, about the way our conversations are getting more complex 
uh, and, and maybe new topics to bring up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with Aaron that a lot of the conversations really just need to be continued about 280E um, and also the California industry right now. A lot of businesses are going bankrupt. They're closing, smaller businesses in particular. Um, yeah. We're not making any money. 280E really hit us hard during the pandemic since people's yeah. businesses doubled or tripled. Um, so all these businesses scaled. They scaled to keep up with the demand. Um, we were deemed essential during the pandemic. Then we had to file our 200 uh 2020 taxes and got hit with astronomical taxes. Um, people Ouch. were laid off. The businesses are still struggling to maintain growth, but at the same time, um, pay all these crazy taxes from local, state, national level. Um, you know, it's just not worth it to be in this industry right now. I mean, there's days where I just want to quit and I don't want to be here anymore. I mean, I think I said this last year to um, last year was, you know, I, I might not be sitting here next year. Like I'm, I'm, we're one of the few businesses that are still holding on. So, I mean, mm. it's, how much longer can this industry uh, maintain this? I know that the industry is is uh, coming up on board in other states, but really right now, um, California, which is, you know, next to Colorado and Oregon, is is one of the first states with um, legalization, adult use. I mean, it, it, we're we're struggling over here. So, yeah, yeah, I've been hearing about that certainly. All right, let's take our last commercial break, and then we'll come back and wrap up our conversation with Aaron and Monica about NCIA's Cannabis Industry Lobby Days. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, chatting with Aaron Smith and Monica Gray. And we have just a couple minutes left in the show, um, but let's go over... So what we're looking forward to at NCIA's Lobby Days, especially for NCIA members who have never attended Lobby Days before, they don't know what to expect. I would say my first piece of advice is wear really comfortable dress shoes with like memory foam inserts, um, probably flats unless you just really love wearing heels for the ladies. Um, there's a lot of walking around on concrete and marble floors. So that's, I know that's very practical, but that's my first piece of advice. Uh, Monica, what would you say to that? I'm 100% on, on board with wearing the comfortable shoes. I know that we had a group member that ended up walking around barefoot for a bit towards the end. Um, oh, man. <laughs> she's wearing uh, heels. I was wearing heels as well, but um, I got uh, comfortable heels that I could actually walk in but still I, I'm next year I'm going to bring flats um, I would say snacks as well um, is definitely to have something that you can just munch on we were I know we're splitting it up to two days this year um, but last year we did one day and we had back-to-back -back meetings from I think we started at we met all met at like around nine o'clock in the morning and then we went right until the end till 4 30 and it was very little time to eat so um, snacks and also definitely layer yourself but the one thing I would say is just be yourself tell your story when you meet with these people and um yeah just just don't I mean I guess my expectation was when I went in was that we were going to speak policy but what I've found was most beneficial is just to really be myself and to really you know tell all of these crazy stories of what we've had to deal with in this industry um yeah that would be my advice Great, great. Thanks for that. Aaron, what comes to mind for you? 
Well, I mean, you, you, you both hit the nail on the head. I, I would say, you know, members or who haven't done this before, um, I really urge everybody to come out this year. It's going to be one of the more impactful years because of new members of Congress. Um, but, you know, also, uh, it's not just about, you know, talking about your story. And it's also listening to them and learning what, you know, what what motivates a member of Congress to move on an issue, because that, you know, we solicit that feedback after the meeting. So our staff can take that in. Um, but it also also just, I think, very enriching experience for folks that have never lobbied Congress before to, you know, to be in in those in those in those, you know, really in the halls of power. Uh, and to get a better understanding of how the, you know, how the sausage is made. So it's, and it, it's also just really a great bonding experience with fellow cannabis industry people. It's, it's not like, you know, we do, you know, we have, we love our evening events and the things that we, you know, the standard kind of event formats that, that we, we all go to, this is more of a all day and actually, you know, two day long experience where you're, you're with cannabis industry leaders who, you, you know, some of some who maybe know for a long time, others who you're just met. And you're working toward a common cause for you know eight hours a day for two days straight, um, and that that really I think brings people together to make you know lifetime friends and, and colleagues. Yes, I absolutely agree with that, Aaron, uh, and I, I really enjoy being there as well as the communications and media team to get the stories from our our members about how their meetings went and how their experience has been. And just being in DC in general is is a really great opportunity uh, to see behind the scenes and and get to do it with your industry peers. Um, it's so worth it. Um, it's a exhausting couple of days, but it's very fulfilling um, and very satisfying. I think. So I I hope NCIA members who are listening, if you haven't already registered for our next lobby days it's happening in may may 16th 17th and 18th in washington dc uh, go ahead and register on our website and you'll get more details our government relations team is working behind the scenes to create the teams and set up meetings and do all that all that preparation work to make it a smooth experience for you once you arrive in our nation's capital so in the meantime, we are continuing our event series across the country. We'll be visiting New York, Boston. Uh, we're going to Portland, Oregon, and a couple other spots as well. Miami, Florida. Uh, we just added an Oklahoma event as well. So be sure to go to NCI's event website, um, our event page on our website, and register for these events. And they're all leading up to lobby days. Uh, in May. So be sure to start making your plans to join us there as well. And I think we have run out of time today, but thank you guys so much for jumping on the show today and going down memory lane with me and, and hyping up the excitement for what's just a few weeks away, honestly, our 11th annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days. Thank you, thank Bethany. You. Yeah, that was great. Great. Thanks so much again for your time. And thanks to NCIA uh, listeners and everyone listening to the show. Appreciate you tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. 